back, my friend, and welcome to episode 33 of this Bible study podcast series, Reading Through the Gospel of Luke. I'm so glad that you're here with me again today. We've got a, a relatively shorter section of reading here. We've got the second half of chapter 17, Luke 17, verses 20 through 37. Uh, plenty of important stuff here for us today. So let's get into it. Let's begin in prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, open up our hearts and minds to the truth of your word. Asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he said in reply, The coming of the kingdom of God cannot be observed, and no one will announce, Look, here it is, or there it is, for behold, the kingdom of God is among you. Then he said to his disciples, The days will come when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. There will be those who will say to you, Look, there he is, or look, here he is, Do not go off, do not run in pursuit. For just as lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first, he must suffer greatly and be rejected by this generation. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Similarly, as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. On the day when Lot left Sodom, fire and brimstone rained from the sky to destroy them all. So it will be on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a person who is on the housetop and whose belongings are in the house must not go down to get them. And likewise, a person in the field must not return to what was left behind. Remember the wife of Lot. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life will save it. I tell you, on that night there will be two people in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. There will be two women grinding meal together. One will be taken, the other left. And they said to him in reply, Where, Lord? He said to them, Where the body is, there also the vultures will gather. This is... The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so we begin our section today with the Pharisees asking Jesus a question. They ask Jesus, when is the kingdom of God coming? Jesus replies, he says it's it's not really some observable thing of the coming of the kingdom. And there won't be some big moment of announcement. Like no one will say, look, there it is, or look, here it is. But Jesus says that the kingdom of God is already among them. Which, essentially, it checks out. Jesus said at the beginning of his public ministry, he said, Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. That it has been brought in with Jesus. That in the coming of Jesus, beginning of his public ministry, he has brought about the kingdom of God on earth. That through his preaching, through his healing, through his ministry, and through the subsequent ministry of the apostles, the kingdom of God has come into the earth. And that still for us today, that the kingdom of God still is at hand through the incarnation of Jesus Christ and the continued preaching of the gospel, just just as, as it is now. And then, after he says that, he says this to his disciples, The days will come when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Which implies for us, that Jesus, who we, we know is the Son of Man, he continues to kind of refer to himself in that way, is going to go away for a while, that there's going to be a period of time without him, where they'll long to see the Son of Man, but will will not see him. 
that Jesus is, is going to be gone for some period of time. And he says, in that time, people will say, oh, look, there he is, or look, here he is. And Jesus says those will be false prophets. Those will be false messiahs, and not to listen to them. Because the day when the Son of Man comes, and this is the rest of what Jesus talks about. The rest of this section is Jesus talking about the day of the Son of Man, or essentially what we understand as the second coming of the Son of Man when he comes. Jesus says that day will be like lightning flashing in the sky, which one, is powerful, two, uh, usually comes without warning, uh, so it, we won't know. We won't know when, but it will be powerful, it will be brilliant and glorious, like lightning coming from the sky all of a sudden. Jesus says before this happens, before the second coming happens, without warning and who knows when, he says, the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by this generation. You've heard Jesus talk about this before. He's given his his passion predictions of what is going to happen to him as, as we move towards Jerusalem but now he kind of refers to it as this necessary first step before the second coming. Now this is kind of this is kind of new stuff Jesus is talking about. There's not really Old Testament precedent for uh, a second coming of the Messiah from which there is an original like first coming where the Messiah is rejected and, and killed and then he later comes again in in glory. This is This is in some ways some new content from Jesus, new teachings that Jesus as the Messiah coming into the world is is prophesying about this second coming of the Son of Man. My question, as I like read through this, it's like, oh, this is is neat stuff that Jesus is talking about. It's like, I I always wonder, why did God work this way? (laughs) You know, why why did God send Jesus in the incarnation as the Messiah in the time that he did why did he have to be rejected the way that he did for then a subsequent subsequent second coming? Why does God work this way? Who knows? I'm sure that question will be answered when or if and hopefully we reach the pearly gates because this is the mystery of God working his salvation. But it's, it must be true because Jesus speaks it in this gospel. So we trust that this is what's going to happen and that this day is going to come. This second coming of the Son of Man will come. And Jesus gives two comparisons for what that day might be like. He first refers to Noah, uh, which we read about. This is two examples, both from Genesis. So Genesis chapters 6 through 8 are all about Noah and the ark, which you probably know the story well. Jesus says people were, you know, living, eating, drinking, marrying, living their life when the flood came. And in Lot's time, the second example he gives is Lot, uh, the cousin of Abraham, Genesis chapter 18 and 19 talks about Lot. And when he's in Sodom and Gomorrah and people were living and eating and drinking and doing their thing, and then fire comes down from heaven upon them. And in neither case, people saw it coming, but Jesus says, so will it be in the day of the Son of Man. People won't see it coming, but there will be this reckoning People will be going about their day-to-day life and all of a sudden, God will bring about this this glorious second coming of the Son of Man, this reckoning that's going to come. And Jesus says, when it comes, don't look back. Don't try to secure your stuff because he says, a person who is on the housetop and whose belongings are in the house must not go down to get them. And likewise, a person in the field must not return to what was left behind. Why? Jesus gives the example of Lot's wife. 
So in Genesis chapter 9, we read about this example that he just talked about where the story of Lot and his wife and his kids are in Sodom and Sodom's about to be destroyed and, and it says that the, the men, the angels of the Lord come and they seized his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters and led them safely to outside the city. As soon as they had brought them outside, they said, flee for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere on the plain. Flee to the hills at once or you'll be swept away. And the Lord rained down sulfur upon Sodom and Gomorrah, fire from the Lord out of heaven. But Lot's wife looked back and she was turned into a pillar of salt. And this is, this is what happened to Lot's wife when she attempted to look back. When she was told, don't look back, Jesus says the same thing. Don't look back. Don't try to secure your stuff because he says, whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will save it. Now, there will be no time during the, at, the, at the moment of this second coming, at the moment of this reckoning that's going to come in the day of the Son of Man. There will be no time to make amends or to tie up loose ends. The time for that is now. That is the urgency of this message of the gospel. That is the repentance that Jesus continues to ask people for. Repent because now is the time. There won't be time for it later. Don't be time to look back or make amends or tie up loose ends. Repent now. For the day of the Son of Man will come on a day we don't expect. Jesus says that on that day, he says, I tell you on that night there will be two people in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. There will be two women grinding meal together, one taken, the other left. Not everyone's going to make it. That's what Jesus is saying. Not everyone is going to make it in through this reckoning. He says, be vigilant now, be, be prepared, and I mean, don't let it be you. Don't let it be you who is the one who is taken. And as the people then ask, as Jesus says this, where? Like taken where? Where would the one be taken? And Jesus gives this really ominous line to end this section of our reading today. He says, where the body is, there also the vultures will gather. Now what do vultures primarily eat? Dead things. Vultures gather around like dead animals and pick apart decomposing dead animals. So essentially what Jesus is saying is we either live or we die. Like these, these are their options. That when, when the second coming comes, when the day of the Son of Man comes and at this moment of reckoning, it's like one option or the other, to the left or to the right, taken or left. Uh, and it's our time is now to make the decision and to make the right actions and repent so that we go the right way. This is in by no means a flowery gospel passage. This is one of the like most doom and gloom, like darkest gospel passages we've read. Probably one of one of the gloomiest episodes we've had so far. Some legit warnings from Jesus uh, that a reckoning is coming at the second coming, that this will be intense and we ought to be ready. But I think... You know, as I'm as I'm sitting here planning this and thinking through what I'm going to say about <laughs> like about this whole passage, I think it is super easy for us to read through this and to look at what Jesus said about the second coming and to think about the second coming of Jesus and to sit here and think, you know, it's 2000 years later. Jesus said this 2000 years ago and we're still here. So I think it's a very easy trap to fall into to think like, well, maybe it's not going to happen. 
Maybe that's not really a thing. It's been 2,000 years now. Will this ever take place? Is this really something that's going to happen? Do I really have anything to be worried about? That trap is, I mean, it's essentially what Jesus says here. Exactly what he's meaning when he makes comparisons between Noah's time and Lot's time. The people of Noah's time, they didn't expect the flood. The people of Lot's time, they didn't expect the fire from heaven. The truth is we never know. Jesus says that the Son of Man will come like lightning from the sky in a day that we never know. So the reality is that uh, it's still, it hasn't happened yet. So if Jesus said that this is going to happen, we believe that Jesus is, he is who he says he is, then what he says is true. And what he says in the gospel is, is real, so we ought to believe it. So we never know. And so to not allow ourselves to be lulled into the false sense of security that we always have it made that we still, this gospel of this preaching of Jesus of repentance still applies to us too. And I think in some way that that causes us fear. And I think there's a, there's a good holy fear about this, that we should be um, afraid of, of the reckoning that would come and, and the punishments and the torment that could be one of our options. But I think that an even better response is love. Because greater than a response, uh, greater than the right response of fear to the gospel is the response of love. Because everything else we've read here is this love story between God and his people. And if we have a response of love, and if our life, ultimately, if we don't put too much stock into this whole like doom and gloom fear gospel this is a love gospel and if i have relationship with jesus christ and if i live rightly i live in the abundance of the gospel and i live in an abundant relationship with jesus christ and if i live in that if i live in the love of god and in his grace then i have nothing to fear then when this comes, I have nothing to fear. I can stand and be ready because I have lived well. I've run the race well and uh, I have relationship with Jesus Christ. And with love, there's nothing to fear. So I think at the heart of all of this, in this kind of gloomy message that we read through today, there is still hope in relationship with Jesus Christ. And at the heart of it all is a loving God who sent his only son uh, to reconcile his creation to himself And we can live in the grace and the abundance of that relationship and that life. So that's for us today. To still still live in this, because this is true, and we still ought to be ready and to be vigilant, but to love our Lord Jesus Christ. That's at the heart of it all. And I'm so glad that you're here with me today as we continue to grow in that relationship together by reading this story and to uh, grow together in this good word. Can't wait to do it again tomorrow. Let's close in prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 